It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? That's right, we have uh, witnessed our first preseason game, and there was a lot of different reaction to it. A lot of different hot takes, which is always exciting. Uh, but we are here uh, for episode number 38, a reaction to what we saw against the Bears uh, last night here. And I'm joined by the wonderful, the beautiful, all the way out there in Phoenix, Arizona, Mr. Mike Kay, Assistant Editor-in-Chief of BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, buddy? Uh, you know, just uh, kind of a, uh, re-watching the preseason game. Uh, got a lot of notes. There's a lot to like. There's a lot to really dislike. And uh, there's Matt Barkley. <laughs> so uh no, i'm ready to talk to talk about this preseason game well i uh i we can start there if you want to i mean that was something that i think it's, it's a lot of beat reporters and everybody else kind of hinted at that yeah matt barkley might uh have a little more improvement in understanding the offense but the tools still just aren't there what did you see last night out of uh our boy there well, you know, I mean, I thought he had two really nice throws, but outside of that, it seemed like the mechanics were a bit off. He did seem like he had a better command of the offense. He did seem like he knew where guys were supposed to be, except with the Josh Huff interception. Well, the the interception that he threw when he was trying to throw to Josh Huff, who was blanketed in coverage. Uh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter trying to say that he had a miscommunication with Huff, but to me, it looked like he was trying to either throw him a, a, a back shoulder, I mean, a an over-the-shoulder fade or a comeback route, and Huff kept on going. But the problem is, with either one of those routes, there was no way Huff was going to get that ball. So <laughs> it was a, it was just it was a bad throw and a bad decision. Uh, there was the the touchdown throw that he had. He was the only Eagles quarterback to throw a touchdown, but that was the screen that was largely due to David Fluellen showing really great burst and Matt Tobin and David Mulk blocking downfield. So. I wasn't impressed by him. You know, I wasn't impressed by G.J. Kinney, who ran an offense. Uh, I, I read somewhere, someone said that uh, he ran an offense like there was 10 seconds left in the game the, the entire fourth quarter, which was fair. I, I really didn't understand his uh, his delivery on everything. It was like they didn't – they were like, hey, go out and have fun. Don't worry about the playbook. Just do whatever. But I think, you know, it's a normal third-string quarterback battle. You know, you, you're going to get the good with the bad. I think Barkley showed me enough of an understanding of the offense that I could be like, oh, okay, so let's see where he goes moving forward. Again, it was one game, so 
you really can't make your judgments on anybody based on one game, good or bad. So I shouldn't be calling for Mark Sanchez right now. Is that what you're saying? Just kind of wait and <laughs> wait and see. I, I think they. I think the thing that we saw with with that, or at least with me, thank God that Mark Sanchez looks at least like he is a could be a great backup quarterback there. Um, you know, who, uh, barring we don't want anything happening to Foles or anything like that. Uh, but again, I know it's. Uh, kind of a touchy subject going around the whole Eagles fans community because we're all very passionate and all that good stuff. But uh, anything that you saw uh, with those two guys last night? Yeah, I mean, well, at least with Nick Foles, obviously there was the two interceptions. The first interception was a horrible throw. I know he got hit when he threw, but that was a terrible throw. There was nobody near there uh, but Ryan Monday. I think Brent Selleck was running out, and uh, it was just nowhere near him. And then the second one... Uh, it looked like there was a miscommunication between Zach Ertz and, and um, uh, MoMA, yeah, but he, sh- he still shouldn't have thrown in, in that crowded area. He sh- that would have been one that I would have had him throw, throw away. But that said, you know, the offensive line looked shaky pretty, mu- pretty much from the jump. Um, Alan Barbre, who I was a little disappointed with, got really manhandled by Willie Young a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Young does have a reputation of getting a lot of pressure, but he uh, Barbre looked like really stiff. Um, and remember, he doesn't, you know, you brought this up on the last podcast um, that I unfortunately wasn't on, but, you know, he doesn't really have a shining reputation around the league. He wasn't very good uh, before his 52 snaps against the Packers last year. So we really don't know if he's all that good. Um, you know, I was talking to Kyle from... Uh, um, Eagle's Nest, and, you know, he said the same exact thing. It, it really, like, we don't have any proof that he's going to be a good player. You know, right. you had Evan Mathis, who had the two holding calls. Jason Peters had one. It just, like, they, they didn't open up any holes for the running backs. Um, you know, Nick Foles had two really nice passes that were basically erased from the record books because of holding calls, you know, and I'm wondering if the momentum and the stopping and starting really messed with his timing. Obviously there's no excuse for the first interception, but I feel like, you know, at least for the three and out and the, uh, the second interception, it kind of seemed like his rhythm was off because of the offensive line. So, you know, Again, no excuses. It was one game, whatever. So we move on to Sanchez. Sanchez threw some really pretty balls. There's a common misconception that Sanchez is not a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He won't make your wide receivers much uh, all that great, but he's got NFL starting talent, like lower end. But still, he could be a starter in the NFL, and he was a starter in the NFL. And I think what you saw is he's a smart guy who was able to understand the offense. He did really well when they ran an up-tempo offense for the Jets. He just didn't have any weapons. So you're looking at an offense now that's very quarterback-friendly. He's not going to make a lot of poor decisions. If he does, then there'll be probably very big (laughs) bad decisions because – Again, this offense, you're not turning the ball over. and uh, Yeah, and uh, just kind of as a whole, offensively, that whole first series, the whole couple of first series with the first string offense, man, I was just, you know, Flag City, you can't really get into a rhythm there either. I'm sure uh, Soldier Field, as I tweeted out last night, my grandfather originally put the sod down during like the Peyton or uh, Sweetness and like Ditka era going down, and I don't know the last time they've actually replaced that stuff, but it's always awful down there. Um, and it, especially it looked like even with the rookies and especially the wide receivers, every single one of them, you know, MoMA looked like he was kind of running on molasses. 
uh, you saw Jordan Matthews didn't really get any separation, and not that that's any different from either the tape that you saw in college with you know press coverage the small times that was there. Uh, Josh Huff, despite the amazing, amazing wide open uh, return for a touchdown, looks like he struggled out there a little bit on the return game and in some of the pass patterns there. Um, did you see anything different uh, in the wide receiving core last night? I saw a lot of guys catch balls and fall. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I would probably chalk that up to Soldier Field. But I mean, MoMA fell like for literally no reason after he made that first catch. And then uh, Macklin's one catch, he slid. Uh, Josh Huff uh, dropped a ball near the end zone because it looked like he slipped. Jordan Matthews, Brandon and I were talking about it, but the, the one catch where uh, Sanchez threw a perfect ball to yeah. him and he hit the ground and then it fell out. We're not sure that that wasn't a catch, but that the, he might've hit the ground and maybe the, the surface kind of slipped it out of his hand. So, you know, I, I think that we, again, yeah, soldier field, you do need to take it with a grain of salt and what happens there. And you know, that could have affected the game, I guess. I mean, that could have affected the rhythm. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah, not an excuse. Just like it's maybe not the best first test to kind of see where all the young players are at, uh, but, but I say that, and then I look on the defensive side of the ball, and actually the other, just like you had mentioned, Tobin actually I thought had a pretty strong game. Uh, most of the Dennis Kelly looked actually pretty decent as well. Um, the defensive side of the ball, of course, my greatest obsession with Bo Allen came out and looked great. I thought Joe Kruger had uh, a couple of good snaps in there. Um, uh, one thing, one of the things I noticed with the first team defense, again, you know, the run defense is there just like it was last year pass coverage meh. and Connor Barwin unfortunately I mean I love the guy but he just cannot get through when he's pass rushing and I don't know how to kind of figure that out because you have a guy on the other end that's and you saw it with Brandon Graham and you saw it with Vinnie Curry they can't cover but they could damn can they pass rush so you know what um any, anything on the defensive side of the ball Mike that you see that could maybe counteract that through the season or am I overreacting to a vanilla 3-4 run defense preseason game. I think you're going to have to see a very, very heavy rotation of Vinnie Curry. I said on Twitter earlier on uh, Saturday that I would not be shocked if Vinnie Curry led the team in sacks, even though he's going to be part of a rotation. Um, you know, I wish there was more you could say about Fletcher Cox, but he really just, I mean, you would have forgot he was on the team mm -hmm. watching the game. And um, that bothers me because he really should be a menacing force. I thought Cedric Thornton was fantastic. Uh, he had a nice tackle for a loss on a run, and then he got pressure on another. You know, Benny Logan wasn't wasn't there, and Damon Square isn't really a guy that uh, is much of a pass rusher, so that could have played a part in it too. Um, you know, with, with Marcus Smith, it seemed like they were working more on coverage with him, and that's what that position seems to be. The Jack seems to be more coverage than mm -hmm. pass rush, and that's why I think – Barwin really fits that role but the other side yeah you do need to get some pass rush out of it and I think Trent Cole made strides you know he got limited snaps uh on Friday and Brandon Graham obviously should never be in coverage but um you know I liked what I saw from Travis Long Travis Long had a nice pressure that got turned into a uh, roughing the passer uh which was he, a bullshit call yeah it was a, it was a it was a bad call. Even the Bears commentary people like paused for a second before coming up with their propaganda to be like, oh, yeah, well, you can't grab him around the neck. No, that was not that was not roughing the passer. He he that was a form tackle from behind. That was fine. Yeah. And it's, it's just something that 
again, and and you've preached this before in the past. Look, preseason games are really just for player player evaluation. So even the play calls, you know, don't take those so much to heart. I think originally what you saw, especially coming out, a lot of passing plays with the first team offense and when Foles was in there, you want to see where the weaknesses are. It's the same thing that they went through last year. And I remember, I think it was in the second or third, you know, preseason game where we're like, oh, is this same kind of, I guess Chip Kelly's just like Andy Reid likes to throw the ball over there. So, it, it, I mean, that, that stuff really doesn't matter to me. And, Mike, I'm going to stick with the defensive side of the ball. One of the things we haven't talked about yet, uh, the safety position, because it's kind of important. Um, the uh, What did you see out there? I thought Nate, Nate Allen had a pretty strong game. Ed Reynolds actually, uh, granted, with the, you know, playing with the twos and threes, but I thought he did a pretty decent uh, job out there. Same with Margos and all those rest of those guys. What did you see out there? I was very happy with what I saw from Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, he was everywhere. Oh God! Everywhere. That whole first quarter was, I mean, that was a Malcolm Jenkins show. And, uh, you know, Nate Allen, I thought did, did very, very well. He was tackling very, very well. And I also thought that pick was very uncharacteristic of, of him to be that guy that comes up with that play. So I liked that. Um, I thought, that Ed Reynolds had that he did he did knock the ball out uh in the end zone uh for a touchdown pass uh I believe it was in the third quarter but yeah. it looked like he got there a little bit early I think he got away a little bit with pass interference but we'll take it um and Marigos looked solid as a safety I was kind of surprised by that so I I think that that is a unit that that can do well uh, I didn't notice Keenan Allen really all that much. Uh, Daytonian Lowe only got uh, eight snaps. So, you know, it was early on it was something to focus on. I think later on it was kind of, you know, mostly the corners that were messing up. And then, uh, you know, so I think safety I think safety is going to be much improved. Will it be great? Uh, you know, I think that's up to Earl Wolf. I think Earl Wolf's got a real challenge there if he's going to rotate. Yeah, and it's I I don't know what um I I don't know if you kind of read into anything, but it seemed like he maybe should have been out there the few practices before Chip kind of I was reading between the lines there. Um, I don't know. I don't really want to speculate, but do you think he's kind of taking it too easy and not pushing himself? Or uh, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't speculate that. I do. I think he's a guy that does take his job pretty seriously. I do think though that he probably knows that Nate Allen's going to start. I mean, they didn't pay him a million dollars to sit. So, you know, and I think he's got a firm grasp on the competition. So, um, you know, we'll see moving forward. I think Wolf will get more time as as the preseason moves on. And I think if he can really impress and cause some turnovers and make some big plays, you know, he's got a place in this defense. There's no doubt about it. And you know what? If he's a starting caliber safety that comes off the bench, we're better for it. But... You know, he needs to prove that he can play at that level. Uh, Mike, what do you want to see now from this game to the next game? Any specific players or any specific, like, either side of the ball that you want to kind of see take a step forward here? Um, You know, I'd like to see the offensive line really, like, show they can do it without Lane Johnson. Not that Lane Johnson's, like, this all-world player. He actually did very well against the second stringers uh, last night. But um, I'd like to see that they can gel. I want to see... Uh, Barber uh, or Barbre, however he pronounces it, um, you know, improve. He needs to show that he can play or we need to look at Matt Tobin out there at right tackle or you need to move Todd Harriman's out to right and put 
uh, Tobin in at right guard Oof. because <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and I'm yeah. with you, but you know, if for four games you got to figure this out, you can't just anoint Barber. I mean, he's he really like has done nothing in this league. I mean, he had a nice showing in the Packers game, but like that's one game. You know, I mean, King Dunlap had his games, and that's exactly who I compared him to. I said he could. He's the he's probably that new King Dunlap. Like that's and and I he needs to be better than that. So you're right. I mean, this the the more and more that this kind of continues with the Lane Johnson suspension, the more and more my you know I get the jitters a little bit here, especially with you know setting up the the run. And if you can't set up the run on that side of the ball, I don't know, man. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm the the pessimism Negadelfian starting to set in a little bit now, but. It's just the first game, and I'm sure I'm overreacting to it just like anybody else here. So uh, uh, any other final thoughts as we're going out here, Mike? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Jordan Matthews really needs to get himself some sticky tack or something. I mean, those <laughs> those drops were horrible. Yeah. Like, they were really good, well-placed balls from Barkley and Sanchez, and he just dropped them. Uh, you know, he did have those problems, as you mentioned earlier, and, uh, you know, if he's going to go first ballot into Canton, you know, he needs to start uh, – <laughs> He needs to start doing a, a bit better job of holding onto the ball. Um, I thought all the rookies made their mark at some point in the game, good or bad. Uh, you know, I I feel bad for uh, the likes of uh, Rock Carmichael, oh, who was yeah. Uh, yeah, that was rough. Um, Special teams I, too. It, I mean, like not not much better. So well, well, you know, I mean, they had their moments. I thought the, the they blocked very well on that. Uh, oh no! I I just meant a rock in general. Special teams play. Oh oh, night, rock, yeah. rock was rock was horrific. Yeah. I mean, I, I made a joke on Twitter that uh, I'm worried that if he coughs, he won't be able to cover his mouth. Like <laughs> I, the guy, you know, I, I I just I feel awful for him. I mean, because you know he has been a, f- a friend of the program, but that was yeah. just ugh. I mean that was rough. And then. Uh, uh, you know, Casey Matthews got injured. I'm wondering, you know, Emmanuel Asho made a really great play off the, the muffed punt. And he he uh, he did some nice work. I, I, I thought Najee Good did really well. So if that's the second team uh, inside linebackers, that's an improvement. I thought Marcus Smith did relatively well in coverage. Uh, I thought Curtis Marsh, Curtis Marsh needs to make this team. Yeah. Uh, who, he, who thought we'd be saying that, by the way? Right. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, he... Uh, he 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 stopped the two point conversion. I thought he covered very well. He's ha- had a hell of a week. He he did really well in training camp. So we'll we'll continue to watch that. And I think um, you know Kawan Pratt did a really good job. I mean, even though GJ Kinning was throwing to him, I mean that that battle between Ben Mail, uh, Moma, and Pratt for the six wide receiver spot, they probably will keep six, and I think they'll keep six cornerbacks, but. That battle, I think, is going to be very. Uh, that it's going to be very compelling, considering Mail and Mail's been out, and Ben was non-existent, which is not good news for him moving forward. Uh, so, so it'll be interesting. I think the cornerback and wide receiver battles, and uh, the seventh defensive line between Kruger and Square, I think Bo yeah. Allen is is a lock. I think at this absolutely, point, absolutely, I is. I mean that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna salivate for a little bit, but I didn't. I actually didn't think. I had said on the previous that I, I didn't think he, he could be that good of a you know pass rusher, but if he can get that middle to collapse, any remotely like the couple of snaps he had last night, that's what I said. You're going to start seeing him in there a lot more, uh, and maybe that might resolve some of the issues there. But uh, I could see a I could see a fifty fifty split probably yep. by week six. Yep, 
Yep, and I'd love I'd love to see that. Um, and and that'll be fun to see just like this three hundred and thirty pound dude just collapse a mountain full of d- dudes, and then Michael Kendricks can just swoop in there or whoever is is coming in on there. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I know we always kind of feel awkward and and weird, and we're not sure what to expect, especially on the defensive side of the ball from last year. I had the same exact thoughts of like, man, how the hell are they going to do this? And they 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 hold it out in Billy scheme to off. So again, I'm trying to keep that in in mind here. I, I just see there is a lot of glaring issues as we head into the second preseason game. But uh, of course, Mike will be writing uh, reviews and grades and all that good stuff right here on bleedinggreennation.com. And you can look for more content all week leading you up to the next preseason game. We'll do another preview, uh, hopefully with some uh, those dirty New England Patriots dudes. Is that what we have next or is it the Jets? I'm, I'm confused. I believe it's I believe it's the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. The the uh, get the uh, the pairing practices up there. So get ready Poor for Curtis s- Marsh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and get ready for the Kerry Williams fight because it's it's coming, and I it's going to make some good news. And Mike Florio will probably have an orgasm and want to write about it. So, uh, uh, with that being said, for Mike K, I'm John Barchard. Thank you so much for listening to BGN Radio, episode number thirty eight. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Thank you.